teed off with Kramer is finally back, baby. And it's been a long, long a couple weeks. I was in a move, and I'm officially back on the podcast train. And boy, 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 we have some stuff to go over with, including all of it is going to be football. But first, Andrew Luck. So over the weekend on Saturday, to be exact, Saturday night, Andrew Luck, the quarterback for the Colts of the NFL, decided to retire because of all of his injuries he's had in his entire career that has put a toll on his body and his mindset. And there was a crap ton of reaction by poor fans by the Indianapolis Colts burning jerseys. Of course, that's the number one thing people do. Go to social media, burn their $120 jersey, and even even curse Andrew Luck by name. And it's it's uh, it's sad to see it as he put his body on the line in one of the most gruesome sports, one of the, the most toll, but putting your body like in a, in a very bad way in football, but being hit for 17, 18 weeks, depending on how long your season goes. It's just, it wasn't good. All the fans are booing Andrew as he was walking off the field and during the preseason game. And as people were starting to get the rounds on social media of it, he decided to do his impromptu retirement press conference right after the game in which it's something that he should have done already, which, I mean, that was something he should have done right then, right there instead of waiting it off, getting more backlash from the people on social media. So it was a great timing for him to get that out of the way and be done with it. But the fact that he's only been in the league for, what, five years? He's 29 years old, retiring from the NFL. as It's a, it's a young age uh, at 29, but if your body is not capable of it anymore and you're tired of all the rehab and all the rehab stints that you you don't want to do anymore you just want to relax and get your body all in proper shape so he's he had a lacerated kidney during a game finished out that game which that's that right there shows he has some uh, big cojones on him to finish a game with a lacerated kidney he had that that shoulder that shoulder situation where he couldn't really throw the ball the same exact uh, injury that Cam Newton had but he was only gone for four months it's just there's all this now a calf injury and then he's sidelined hasn't practiced at all a single a single practice and during the preseason it's just a way to you gotta you gotta figure something out and retirement or even more time off for him is just the the way to go and it's the mo- not the escape bo- escape goat but it's more of a a way of I need to heal properly and if it means taking time from a sport that I love a sport that he spent six seasons in. 86 games in total with uh, as he was the the comeback player of the year last year as uh, he had 39 touchdowns only through 15 picks with 4,593 passing yards. Andrew Luck's still a good quarterback at 29 almost. He's up. To, he's about to turn 30 here in a few days. It's just it might be his time. It's like okay, my body. My body's this way. I need to stop. I need to heal up. I mean, you got to look at the the careers of like Barry Sanders. He was a guy that retired before his prime or even if he was during his prime. You got Calvin Johnson, another guy that's had battled some injuries with his hands and he was just like, okay, I'm done. I, I want to be done with this. I, I've done what I wanted to do in the NFL. Now it's time to relax and spend the time with my family. This is something that Andrew Luck's going to do right now as I, anything that goes with Andrew Luck, I hope he makes a comeback at some point. He can retire and sign a new contract at some point and come out of retirement. And we've seen Brett Favre do that all the damn time. So why doesn't Andrew Luck do it? He was the the guy that was coming in to replace 
Sir Peyton Manning from the Colts, and injuries got to him. Now we have Joe Jacoby Brissett behind the reins, and we'll see how long that goes. But first, before we talk a little bit more about the, the Colts situation now at the quarterback, let's hear what the Patriots Bill Belichick had to say over the entire situation as he was at, during his press conference uh, ask you about earlier. The news from the weekend. Uh, Andrew Luck obviously surprisingly retired. Just you faced him, I think, six times. What was it like going against Andrew Luck? Yeah, he's a good player. Um, yeah, I, was, I didn't see that, but I haven't really, I haven't really followed them. So, um, you know, we all have to make our decisions. He made his. I respect it. You're telling me, Bill Belichick just said he didn't see Andrew Luck being a good player. Are you kidding me? Andrew Luck was a great player. I mean, I know that's. I mean, in all scheme of things. Belichick needs to stick with all of his Patriot stuff, and he just doesn't really he zones everything out. And you probably ask him the same question if it was Patrick Mahomes, he'll probably say the exact same thing. He's a good player. I didn't see that, but I don't really follow them. I mean, he doesn't really. So if he doesn't follow the Colts, so he's. Uh, I mean, that's that's one of the uh, teams that could basically take you out of the AFC Championship game if if not taking them before they get to it to get to the Super Bowl. I think it's hilarious. Bill Belichick's the, a, a great class act. Uh, it's funny as if he's like saying, I don't know who that guy is, but uh, I've heard the name, but I don't really know who he is. Come on, man. Seriously? No, that's that's great. Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches ever in NFL history. And I mean, he can say whatever he wants. I mean, I bet in all ske- all scheme of things, after this, I bet, I mean, I know they don't text but they could have like a conversation at the end of uh, end of a game. I'm guessing Andrew Luck's going to go to all the games. It wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't go to a Colts game. But still, Bill Belichick not saying Andrew Luck's a good quarterback. That is that's hilarious. Now, uh, now, what will the Colts do? As Jacoby Brissett is their now starting quarterback, as that's what we're all assuming now. So it's a good thing he won't play the majority of the next upcoming preseason game, the final week of the preseason. But there's a lot of speculations right now that the New York Giants could possibly send Eli Manning to the Colts. And is that a good deal? Uh, It's Eli Manning, and they, they do like Daniel Jones right now, and they might just be like, okay... Daniel, here you go. Here's your team. This is why we drafted you, so uh, here you go. Here's all of that. If, if anything does happen, Eli Manning will probably be traded within the first four weeks of the season. That's, that's all I can think of. And it would actually help out the Colts because, I mean, Eli still is a very, he's a Hall of Fame-worthy qu- uh, quarterback. I, I can't say that about Andrew Luck now since he's gonna reti- he retired soon, but there's a good chance he actually might make it to, um, uh, make it to the Hall of Fame. But... Eli Manning, a Hall of Fame quarterback, if you're going to bring in a brother of the Mannings to Indianapolis, I think they'll be appreciative of that. I know what, Eli's 39 years old, that's off the top of my head. It actually might help out, as they still have a good wide receiving core, and they also have a great tight end. The Colts are still a good team, even with Jacoby Brissett, even though when he went 4-11 and with the Colts when he was starting for them back in, what, 2017? I know that's not good. But still, Brissett still has that that talent that can come out of nowhere. He's a former Patriot. Actually, did have won a couple of games for the Patriots, and it's just 
it's just a tough situation. And one of the names that flutter around in my head besides Eli Manning and the Giants is the backup quarterback for the Rams is Blake Bortles. Bortles knows how to win games. He did that for Jacksonville, actually took them to the playoffs. Why don't they go out and send out a what a third round pick, maybe a fourth round pick for Blake Bortles of the of the Rams? But I mean, Bortles is a great backup quarterback for Jared Goff. I, I like Bortles in this situation. The Rams trying to make a deal for that because I mean, you can obviously find a backup quarterback somewhere else, but you got to have that good starting quarterback. And I don't know if Jacoby Brissett is the answer for the Colts right now. I love Eli Manning. Eli Manning to the Colts sounds the most logical thing since they have Daniel Jones already waiting there. And you just can't be like, oh, maybe we could look at other teams like the Redskins. Well, Alex Smith is not healthy, and they pretty much are going to use, what, Haskins still? I mean, that's all they're going to do. You also got to think of a guy that was brought back last year to the Redskins. But he, Mark Sanchez. Should we, should we see Mark Sanchez back? I don't think so. It's it's just so many like it, there's not many good backup quarterbacks in the league that are being willing to be that number one guy. Maybe Chase Daniel, that that might be a good option. Or even got Brian Hoyer. If they make a deal for Brian Hoyer, that would actually be very very interesting because Brian Hoyer is a very good backup quarterback, and when he's needed to be started on, he's actually a very good starting quarterback. So if I'm going to make a list right now of qu- quarterbacks that could possibly be sent to Indy. I'm going to have Eli Manning at the top of the list. I don't think Brian Hoyer will be traded as long as if it's the right deal in the right place at the right time. That's when that'll happen. So I'll put him at the bottom of the list. If I'm going to go five guys right now, I'm going to go Eli Manning, maybe Blake Bortles at two, and then you really can't think of anybody else. If you're going to go with five guys, it's our Chase Daniel for the for the Bears, and, but he's a there's somebody that I mean you have Mitchie T. If he gets hurt, and it's just very hard because the backup quarterback position is one of those positions where you have to have the right guy there that he can come on. He's pretty much like a bullpen guy. Guy gets uh, quarterback gets rocked in what the third quarter. You want a guy that can close it out. Boom, there you go. I don't know. This is gonna be a hard situation. Eli Manning is the key go to on this. Or Blake Bortles, that's in my opinion. Or if you want to throw out Brian Hoyer out there, that actually might be a very good one. Or think about this too. Find out if Tyrod Taylor is going to go. Might be interesting, Tyrod Taylor. That's a name we haven't heard of in a while. But it's a very odd situation. Andrew Luck, good for you for retiring, doing it on your own terms, not hurting yourself. Good for you. But man, 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 you left a big footprint in the Colts fans, which honestly, okay, go back to Colts fans real quick. If you spent a hundred over a hundred dollars on a jersey, why burn it? It's not it's if Andrew like sees it, he's not gonna be like, oh, I'm hurt. He's gonna be like, You just wasted a hundred dollars. I'm a multimillionaire, I can buy a I can buy a hundred of those right now. Cost me a thousand bucks, that's chump change. I can light those on fire too. Come on. Andrew Luck, good for you for retiring. I hope uh, hope everything works out and what you want to do and what you're planning to do. So we'll see how the Colts go. My bold prediction for the Colts this regular season, five wins. Five wins. We'll see if that actually happens. All right, everyone. Something I will promise to you and that I will 
100% do follow-ups, all this, all of that. And that is go week by week with the XFL. Now, I was doing that with the AAF, but that only went eight weeks, and I was very sad and disappointed. But I was so hyped about the AAF that I hit that honeymoon stage, and I just felt so, so lost without it. Because it was actually, I mean, it wasn't great football, but it was good football. It was football during a time where football doesn't happen. That's why I liked it the most. Now, with the XFL coming around, and we know the teams and what they're, they all stand for and whatnot, and I, haven't, I haven't hit that spark yet, even though the AAF never said, oh, this is this team name, this is Birmingham, oh, this is Orlando, this is uh, Arizona. And by the way, Birmingham Iron fan right here always have that uh, that iron curtain right there as they, they had that defense. Very good defense, by the way. But the XFL, I haven't hit that hype train of, oh, crap, I am actually enjoying this. Because it's just, I, I don't want to be disappointed again. And I feel like I will be disappointed, even though they have a multi-contract. They also have partnerships with ESPN, ABC, and whatnot, and Fox Sports 1, which that's... Vince McMahon knows what he's doing, and I don't see this. This is going to be a, a couple years. This may last three years. It may last more than three years. And I can see it actually helping and improving players and trying to earn, like, do something that the AAF couldn't do, and that's what the XFL will do, and adopt all their stuff by uh, Charlie Ebersol. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlie will end up working with Vince because they both have a very great mindset. Plus, Charlie, he probably knows Vince well because his dad uh, his dad and Vince were the main mindsets, the main creators, not creators, yeah, the, the main creators of the first XFL stint, but now the XFL is going to be coming here relatively soon. The week after the Super Bowl is when the XFL does take place, and it's going to be fun to, sit and to do this. But today, for the final section of Teed Off with Kramer, we're going to go every single team. We're also going to play all of their little hype videos of why or what they are. But first off, should I, I, I will say all the names. Well, the states. Well, no, the cities. There we go. I, as soon as I'll get there. We have Dallas, Houston, Los Angeles, New York, St. Louis, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington, D.C. Those are all the, the cities. Yes, these cities do have football in them, ex- except a few, except a few. These are still major cities. And we'll go with Dallas. They're Renegades. As we'll play the their, their high video. Deep in the heart of Texas beats a different kind of pulse. A spirit untamed. A swagger that can't be denied. Where big meets bold meets badass. This is outlaw country, inside the lines. This is hell on wheels, between hash marks. This is their home on the range. The Dallas Renegades, raising hell, February 2020. Okay, so the Dallas Renegades, they have like a little bandit type thing going on. Their their uh, video showed cars. A pool, a, like people playing pool. You, of course, got football in the background, but uh, their their logo looks like something you see off 2K Creative. And yeah, it's I'm not very impressed with it. Dallas Renegades, eh, 
I mean, it's cool. The Renegades, that's a, that's a different name. But then we get to the next one that's in also in the heart of Texas. That's Houston. Houston with the Roughnecks. Yes, the Roughnecks. What is a Roughnecks, you say? Will they say it in their little hype video? We'll find out as it loads. Resolute. Rippling with heat. Railing against fatigue. Unceasing and often unseen. They labor deep in the trenches. Mercenaries in the muck. Brawlers in blackened dirt. Not just for three hours. Not just when the lights are bright. These are the scratching, grinding, never-bending few. The Houston Roughnecks going to work for you. February 2020. All right, the Houston Roughnecks. The their logo looks like the baby child, the love child between the Los Angeles Angels and the Houston Oilers. That's what it, it exactly looks just like that. And it's it, of course this is the the blue collar people. These are the people who uh, make a, a work for a living type thing. If there's no Dallas Renegades, which those are like your your flashy people, uh, lying and cheating and stealing. You also have the Houston Roughnecks, where that's the guy that. You want to be behind because they're your they're they you're they're just like you. The Roughnecks are just like you, and they want to go off and defeat those partiers or those uh, vigilantes, the renegades. That better be a rivalry, or I'm going to be very mad. Houston Roughnecks. If on a scale of one to ten of how likable I like these guys, one being the lowest, I'm going to give it a point five. I I don't like the I don't like the Roughnecks. Like, but it's just like a it's kind of like a redneck, but a Roughneck. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's just me. Now we have the Los Angeles Wildcats, and yes, they do have the L.A. in the name, like every single Los Angeles team. But here you go, the the Wildcats trailer. In the land of bright lights, far from the flash and fame, they've already begun to prowl. Enter their den and be dominated. Run away and be ripped apart. This is prime time meets primal instinct. This is showtime with a snarl. This is our time to roar. The LA Wildcats. Unleashed. February 2020. This is our time to roar, and you have a, a lion or the cat, the wild cat, roar in the background. That is not hysterical to you. Then I don't know what is. That is actually very hilarious. I, I watched these once, but like I didn't have the 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 audio turned up all the way, so I don't know what they actually say. But that is hilarious. I, I do. We don't need another LA team. But they have two baseball teams with the Angels and the Dodgers. They have the Los Angeles Rams. They have the LA Chargers now. They have two MLS soccer teams, uh, the Galaxy and then FC, I think it's FC Los Angeles. I may be wrong on that. But now you have another football team. So three football teams in LA, you don't need it. But man, the LA Wildcats, I do not like this team at all. It's an orange and it's going to be, they look like the exact same colors, but just minus the white of the Houston Roughnecks. 
as that color scheme does not look good. Of course, the L and the A, and there's it looks like that's like a ti- a tiger tooth. That's the a wildcat tooth. Sorry, that's going to be one of the big things. They're not, they're not tigers or lions. They're wildcats. Get that right. But yeah, that's that's the A right there for you. But New York, their third football team, and it's kind of cool. The New York Guardians. Centuries carved of stone. Watchdogs over the metropolis. A prehistoric predator. A beast evolves, turned loose in a new kind of jungle. All teeth and talons, eyes unblinking. They know fear because they feed off it. They're your first line of defense, and there is no need for a second. The New York Guardians, on duty, February 2020. The New York Guardians were on duty for you, and they actually, I actually would have liked it, they were the New York Gargoyles, because those are what they are, the Gargoyles, and what their little guardians are. But, I mean, I can see how the Guardians is more family-friendly instead of the Gargoyles, that's kind of weird. It does make me want to watch uh, what's it, Hunchback Notre Dame and that type of era. I don't know. It's kind of cool. I like this. They have a. It's a more of a, a type esque of. Of course, every team looks like has red in it so far. But I don't know Dallas does have red in the eyes. But like the the logo looks like a like a little Finks type thing. Even though it should look like more like a gargoyle. But I mean they had that teeth, the razor sharp teeth, going putting out. But Guardians, I mean, I like this team. Should it be in New York? No, they should put it somewhere else. But it's actually very cool, very very steelish type look of the the big city of New York. I I like it, uh, but it's not like the team that's going to be coming up next, and that's uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks. That it yes, yeah, St. Louis. Here we come. Winged warriors preparing for flight, preparing to fight. They await their orders, then attack as one. Diving, dodging, swooping, striking. Their mission, create chaos. Their mandate, win at all costs. The St. Louis Battlehawks, cleared to engage. February 2020. St. Louis Battlehawks are my team in the XFL. It's not just because I'm a, I'm a Missouri native. No, it's because they are a Battlehawk. That's actually kind of cool. The, their logo is a sword with wings, and it's blue and silver. And the best part about it was, when you think of St. Louis, you think of the arch. And yes, all these things that you would think of, like say the when the Rams were in town, they had the arch in like some type of, always some type of uh, promo or anything like that. But if you go into the gist, uh, also with Cardinals, you always see the arch in the outfield when you're watching. But there's nothing about the arch in this that makes it more unique than what it actually should be. What they 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 killed it. I think St. Louis Battlehawks killed it on their promo, and uh, they killed it on their logo too. You have a sword with wings. That is pretty badass. If you um, if you if you in what my opinion, that's my opinion right there. I have locked my team in so far. Or it might change by Seattle, Tampa Bay, or Washington D.C. But we're going to find out. I do like St. Louis, though. The wings, everything. A winged warriors. 
The Winged Warriors. That actually should be a team. Instead of Battle Hawks, the Winged Warriors. Nah, St. Louis Winged Warriors doesn't sound right. Battle Hawks. Battle Hawks. Think about that. Battle Hawks. I like it. I like it. So now on to Seattle, where it's the Seattle Dragons. What do they have in store? Rising from the turbulent sea beneath the darkening skies of their weather-hardened home. Relentless, ruthless, ravenous. Not of mythology, but of muscle and might. Not of folklore, but of football. This is your darkest fantasy in cleats. The Seattle Dragons, breathing fire, February 2020. The Seattle Dragons are going to breathe fire all over you, baby. Seattle Dragons. So a dragon is kind of unique to the to football in a whole. So there's no NFL team that's a dragon. It's kind of cool. I I have never like I I just it's it's I like it. I like the color scheme. It has that green. Like all all Seattle team has green in it. Every single Seattle team that's been there has the color green in it. I would not be surprised if when the hockey team comes here, and it actually should come here in 2020, I believe, or 2021, that's going to have green in it. It's Seattle. You have to have green in the logo. The green and orange looks cool. It looks like the, where the dragon's breathing. It kind of looks like the University of, uh, of uh, Birmingham has that dragon look to it. But it's kind of cool. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. It's something very unique. This is my. This will probably be my second favorite team. It probably, if I want to rank these right now, I'll rank them. I'll rank them towards the end. I'll rank them at the end. We got two more to go through. But Seattle, I do like. It's cool. It's unique. And now moving on to the Tampa Bay Vipers. This is a team that does not have a football team currently residing in it, so this is going to be unique. In the shadows, they wait. Demons born in darkness. Hunters by instinct. Cold-blooded by nature. Their bite unavoidable. Their grip inescapable. They slither and stalk their competition, luring all who challenge them into the jaws of defeat. The Tampa Bay Vipers, ready to strike, February 2020. I'm going to pause here for a second because watching that, okay, one thing, if you don't know me, I am terrified of snakes. And in this, I only saw one snake and it was not a viper at all. It was a rattlesnake. I mean, I know my differences between snakes, but I'm pretty sure, I'm going to look it up right now too while I'm, while I'm at, talking about it, Vipers do not have, uh, they don't have a rattle. I'm going to say, okay, do viper snakes have a rattle? All right, I'm hitting that search on it. Rattlesnakes, they're not, not only rattlesnakes. The family, they're, they're, they're in the family of the viper, viper reedy. I'm saying that wrong. I, I know I'm saying that wrong. They, the, they're pit vipers, so that makes sense. That makes sense why they're the vipers. The rattlesnakes are pit vipers. 
But just go with a regular Viper Snake. I'm, I'm going to see how those look. Viper, Viper, not VIP, Viper Snakes. Not Snacks, Snakes. <laughs> yeah, no, Viper Snakes look completely... Okay, I'm going to sound stupid. Yes, the Rattlesnakes, Vipers. But get a, a traditional... Get a, Stay away from the Rattlesnakes. Plus, there's only one Viper that were that was on there. And, but other thing, I saw what a Black Widow, I saw an alligator, which it's Tampa Bay. Which why don't you just? I mean, if, since they're in Florida, why don't you just call them the Florida men? It makes more sense. It's more scarier than a viper. I right now you might as well call them the anacondas in Tampa Bay because that's all they have is large snakes, alligators, and panthers. I'm surprised the panthers are still around. If you go into the Everglades of Florida, good luck. Make sure you bring about a couple of guns some ammunition because you're going to be it's like it's like almost playing in walking dead but instead of zombies it's uh, it's all about alligators and snakes which i am uh, i'm uh, uh, nope i will not be in florida anytime soon i hope not i was there last year around this time and i do not want to go back because of all the stuff that i know what goes on there with all the all their crazy stories and also all the alligators and snakes but i'm, I'm done talking about it I sound like an idiot on here, but I mean, I don't care if I do or do not. Now, Washington, D.C., the Defenders, which is kind of cool. On the shoulders of giants, they stand tall, unconquerable, unyielding, marching ever forward, a force united. One quest. One purpose, one resolve. Seeking glory through grit, victory through valor. The DC Defenders, taking their stand, February 2020. If the DC Defenders, on their first drive, on defense, give up a scoring play, I am going to be very disappointed in the team naming of this. Defenders, I mean, it makes sense. You're Washington, D.C. You got the Capitol building. You got the White House. Uh, no, I, Defenders, you got you to gotta prove the name. You got to prove the name out there. You got to make sure it's all right and uh, makes, it makes sense. I like Tampa Bay Vipers. It makes sense. There's nothing about defending anything. The Guardians, eh, a little bit. They're going to guard you and whatnot, which they better have a, a terrific O-line if you're the Guardians. You better have you should guard your quarterback. Wildcats, yeah. Roughnecks, you better be hardworking men and renegades. You better lie, cheat, and steal. DC Defenders, I mean, I I like the look. They have like the lightning bolts. It, uh, it looks like it's Captain America's shield, which it's not the actual shield, but the 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 stars around it. You have the bolts of the bolts of uh, Flash. You have the DC uh, the DC comic thing. It just looks like a it's a mashup between Marvel and whatnot. But the Defenders, red and white color scheme. But if I ever read an article. Or read, that says the defend the Washington D.C. defenders trump the Tampa Bay Vipers. I am going to be furious. I do. I I will not read it. I'll say D.C. defenders beat the Vipers. Ugh. Okay, so that's all the teams, all their little promos they put out there. Tell me who you like. But right now, I'm going from the number one as being the best, like my top through all eight. Here we go: St. Louis, Seattle. New York, Washington, D.C., the Houston Roughnecks, 
the Tampa Bay Vipers, the Dallas Renegades, and the Los Angeles Wildcats. I do not like the Wildcats. I do not like the Renegades. Honestly, I don't like any of these teams. I like St. Louis. Give me the Battlehawks, baby. Give me the Battlehawks. It's going to be a long wait till we get to the SF the SFL. It's a different different uh, different type of uh, that's online uh, football. But I can't wait till the XFL comes out here in 2020 of February. It's going to come soon. Football's right around the corner for the NFL, I should say, for that, and it's right around the corner also for the XFL. But that will do it here on Teed Off with Kramer. Hope you enjoyed all this. Why don't you go ahead and listen to my other stuff I put up a few weeks ago. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad that people have stick around. People have given me some topics to talk about. Yeah, by the way, give me some topics to talk about. I will definitely, definitely, definitely go through all of them. And also, uh, we can figure something out to where I can uh, maybe broadcast with you. And we can have a conversation or something like that. But this was... The latest edition of Teed Off with Kramer. I hope you've enjoyed it. Have a great and wonderful week.